my listeners and welcome to another episode of the David Crit Projects podcast. My name is Britt Lawton and today I'm in conversation with Z Zulu about her latest silkscreen print titled Zebra Crossing and also finding out a little bit more about what she's been up to since we last spoke to her. So welcome Z, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. It's awesome to be here. I'm excited. So yeah, so we're very excited because we recently launched your first silkscreen edition print that you made mm-hmm. in collaboration with some of our printmakers at the David Crook Workshop. Mm-hmm. And it was titled, or is titled, Zebra Crossing. And it's a beautiful image of a zebra sitting in the middle of the streets in Johannesburg. Um, so just out of curiosity, what inspired that image? Yo, um, well, it wasn't just um, centered off of one thought. I had started brainstorming for the specific image after having discussions about how to you know do the screen printing and printmaking as a whole because it had been fuzzy in my memory but yeah I came back and conceptualized and I thought of something really random <laughs> I was thinking of like how the animals um, that aren't part of the top five what's it the big five like why why are they left out and how do they feel about it that was the first concept so then i started like <laughs> i started drawing um images of these animals being confused and um found in like the cityscape and you know not no longer being as relevant in like the what's it the tourist community where you know illustrations are usually of these big five so yeah that's where it started and then out of the images that i drew that the zebra crossing one was the one that was chosen for the screen printing process. So yeah, and the zebra is just like awkwardly just chilling in a space that I'm very familiar with actually, um, in Small Street, that area. And yeah, I just wanted to combine the now with um, all the urban space with the natural space of South Africa, the, the things that represent South Africa the most. So yeah. That's beautiful. That is so cool. I had no idea when I initially was looking at that image that that's where the yeah, concept came from. So that's really cool to know. Um, and then, so it's not just any zebra. It's a bright pink zebra. Yeah. So in terms of those color schemes, like you've got a pink zebra, there's some yellow um, colors around it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where where did that color inspiration come from and how do you decide? Yeah, no, it was, it was a tough decision. I'm not going to lie with color schemes that's usually the the part of my process that takes the longest because i'm trying to create something new or challenge whatever i created before so yeah usually bright colors uh, they're out of the ordinary when you see um the common representations of um zebras in either art or illustration so i did want to come up with something different and kind of stray a little bit from my regular color schemes usually they are bright but my two main colors which is like this blue green bling <laughs> turquoise Tur- right <laughs> yeah so i was trying to stray away from those kinds of colors that i'm used to being comfortable in because i was already uncomfortable with the medium so i thought well might as well be uncomfortable with the color scheme and come up with something new cool. so it's not necessarily specific to you know the main subject being the zebra being pink is just just trying something new out of the ordinary and that whole scene is out of the ordinary anyway so i thought yeah mm, absolutely fitting. and then also so now speaking of out of the ordinary and your 
I suppose, discomfort with the medium. Mm. How how have you felt, or how was that experience translating the image from digital into like silk screen, which is a more mm-hmm. manual process? Yeah, it was intimidating. It was intimidating. yeah because usually my process ends at okay the digital illustration is complete and it's um you know prepared in a file format for printing and then they print it so that's my last um interaction with my artwork until it's finally printed and then that's it there's nothing i can do but then with the screen printing process it was like the first test print layer by layer the influence of colors laid on top of colors it was a new experience because I was involved in that process afterwards, like the printing part. So it was really um, educational. I learned a lot about color, about placement, about how to set up a file for such a thing. And um, it was really also cool because I, I interacted with the artist part of myself, which is something I had abandoned years ago when I studied mm-hmm. design. Um, I didn't completely abandon it, but it was nice to get into the groove and the, you know, the energies of like artists, like getting their hands dirty and, you know, doing the the work to get the artwork mm-hmm. out. You know. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's great to hear, and and also I think that brings me to the next question, which is like. How has it felt? I mean, what's so great about this print is that we were able to launch it at the recent R&B Turbine Art Fair um, for 2019, which was for the first time in Ilovo. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts of like now entering this fine art realm, coming from a design background. How yeah. has that experience been and how has it been approaching a new audience and that kind yeah. of response? It was cool and scary, especially like um, seeing the type of audience that um, was you know going to view my work like I had participated in exhibitions like a whole bunch last year I was in like 13 shows and wow. and it was mostly like illustration shows designers making art and stuff like that so it was a more comfortable space but now it was like yo I'm at David Crit. it's a gallery there's a bunch of galleries like fine arts it's a whole different um, space so it was nice to see people interact with my work the way that they did because I don't fully consider myself a fine artist um, and to sit in that space and try and find comfort in it and see how people react it was really cool like people found it interesting and fun and that's what I was hoping for so you've, you've just spoken about some of your um, well last year you were successful in terms of exhibitions and stuff so maybe <laughs> from there oh, uh, 13 shows that's that's great 13 shows but uh, sales right am I right no like <laughs> sales were not great I just I, I remember feeling the pressure of trying to serve the audience and trying to aim for a sale and then working with that goal in mind and most of the time when I did those were the artworks that were flops and then I'd have to start again because it wasn't authentic. And then if I just created the way that I do, because I always envision my creations in like a book or a children's book or, you know, like an animation maybe one day. Like, I don't imagine it in a frame in a you know, fancy person's mm. house. You know, I, I don't know why. It's like, it's it serves either children or the inner child in us adults. Um, so, yeah, that's... That's why I think I didn't sell that well, because people didn't envision these artworks in their homes, but maybe um, in their, you know, children's books or whatever. But it did help with a lot of exposure. Mm. Um, I ended up getting jobs from 
like oh someone saw my artwork there and then now yeah so it was good and it was it was a learning curve yeah but but what has been good is that a lot of people are more aware of you i think your presence in the arts um, arena has like been really good because of the features in those exhibitions and now at the art fair mm -hmm. and um i think it's great that you're exploring these other mediums through you know your from your digital um and your storytelling and your different illustrations and stuff and how that's now coming into the uh, fine arts realm i think it's it's a great place to start and we're very excited to keep watching that growth um, but I just wanted to also find out if you're still working with your um, graphic novels and your I mean we recently in the previous podcast mm -hmm. uh, The Power of Illustration which mm -hmm. is on the David Crick pod Project's podcast links yeah. um, we spoke about your um, project of Nandipa mm -hmm. and some of your other graphic novels that you've been dealing with and themes of illustration yeah. um, how is that journey going for you at the moment? Wow it is going slowly but surely right because um i'm working on nandipa still and you know storytelling is difficult to to do when you are finding yourself in spaces in between um the design world and the fine art world um and just you know finding time for the freedom to tell your own stories like for instance um in the past few months i've been getting a lot of um you know commercial jobs for design to you know make a living make ends meet type of thing and i try and infuse the authentic parts of myself in it but obviously you know with clients you have to kind of um let your ego out of it same with collaborations you take your ego out of it and you you know serve the purpose of what needs to be done so because of that i've been going in and out of being my authentic visual storytelling self and um the designer who has to do the things to make the ends meet so yeah uh, but i have been working on um nandipa issue one two and three um as a collective planning that out and starting with the first few pages and i've been studying i'm doing my master's in design and i'm focusing on um basically graphic novels and their use in educational purposes specifically in teaching a, a semi-literate community uh, business processes that are usually found in written text so it's like almost exactly what i wanted to do um it's just channeled into school now and it's a new challenge you know learning about multimodal social semiotics and you know the theories um that have to do with how i've been creating images in the past and I'm like oh that's what I was doing or that's what I was trying to do and now I know how to do it better mind blown but yeah um the, the graphic novel medium the more that I read about it and you know learn about the pioneers in that field the more I see like the potential for it and especially for a South African version of that I mean there are people doing it already that I can look to for guidance and so on but yeah that's basically what I'm trying to do. Would you mind expanding a little bit on your interest in like visual literacy and how you know the power of illustration is going to come through in visual literacy and education? Well, um, yeah, I can expand on that. I, I guess, I mean, I've always, even in my academic journey, I've always focused on like, what is it about visuals, especially when they're accompanied with text or in educational textbooks? and books generally. What is it about 
those specific visuals that link to um you know the retention of um knowledge or the the ability to access um reading material and how come when we started off like in grade one for instance the books that we read were predominantly um picture-based and i'd um done two children's books in the past where it was picture books but it was um, stories written by children so I always thought about like what am I doing here what is this process because it was always so difficult to try and capture those words in an image to communicate exactly the story and I wanted to see the relation between literacy and visuals in general but specifically with illustration and now with breaking down all the elements that add up to um these kinds of things there's different modes that um, act together to communicate these messages and with every artwork that I create um, yeah there's a little bit of a short story it's a limit because usually I'd like to you know expand and see like more visuals to explain the full story but when I'm limited um, to that one image it's like I have to tell something uh, to someone in this image and it might not be the same thing that I'm trying to say but it's going to communicate something. But what is it? Can I control that? And so on. Mm. So with regards to literacy and... Um, like, I'm learning about these new literacies, like techn- technological literacy, uh, visual literacy, um, audio literacy, all these other literacies that I had no idea about um, as, like, a you know thing um, that impacts how you understand things. And when I was growing up and whenever I'd study, I'd create these summaries and use color and images to remember my my stuff. And it really worked. So I saw also the the state of literacy in this country. And I see also the immense amount of talent um, in the illustrators of this country. And I was like always trying to find ways to see like where could we serve the community uh, best and I think it would be in in education so yeah learning about like the the you know the elements of illustration and color and line variation and um, representation of the actual South African community as opposed to getting educational material from um, you know international places and then expecting children to just relate to the people that they see in the textbooks like I wanted to make a change in that so yeah that's that's what I'm trying to do it's a process but um learning and it's great that's such a great like um mission essentially because I think it's so important that there's people looking into that and it's it's wonderful to come from somebody who's so interested in it from their personal story and their personal journey as well um, and in your in your studies and in you know your research and stuff like that, has there just out of curiosity, has there been like um, you know serious uh, feedback maybe from like how the effects of lines and colors and stuff, like different lines and colors, uh, achieve certain things like in in translation or in educating, or not not educating but like in communicating like ideas, like do mm. people respond differently to thicker lines, thinner lines, different colors, like, is there something like that? Am I making it up? Like, Oh, colors, yes. Colors. I don't know about line variation. <laughs> I mean, I, for, for instance, in my style, I use line variation to um, emphasize uh, shadows and light and stuff like that. Um, but colors, I think, play a very important role because of the emotional ties that you have to colors. And then 
um, the way that your memory and emotional reactions, um, like they work really well together. Things that charge an emotional reaction are more likely to be remembered accurately. So if I go into a community, for instance, the specific community I'm working in, it's in the Northern Cape um, near Van der Kloof Dam. And it's, it's a township and it's like, it's really dusty and it's very old school. Like it looks like it was stuck in the 80s and it stayed there. And if I were to bring um, a book where there's business processes written in there and I'm like, yo guys, you know, trying to, you know, lift up the community, you guys should read this and start businesses. There's no link because they can't see themselves in the materials that they're supposed to be interacting with. So now I have to take whatever um, experiences that they experience, I have to go into their experience and try and make um, relatable illustration and art to accompany this, um, these words and this knowledge that they need um, in order for them to you know, move forward. So it's a big process that I won't be able to necessarily succeed in within like the two years that I study, but it's a start. And then I can learn how to perfect the process. So that's the goal. But um, like the colors, the representation, the characters, the the attention to detail of what these characters look like, who they are, seeing themselves in those, um, you know, those materials, those books and stuff like that. I feel like that would make one step of difference. And then the next step would be taking it from there. Like, how can we better that? So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that's where it comes in because there's a lot that can be packaged in art. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that I can communicate without even noticing, and it's worth a try. Yeah. Wow, so. That's brilliant. And then, so now you're with your research, right? So you have to go into those physical spaces and yeah. see, you know, the people and the environment and stuff like that. Do you do that for? A lot of your imagery is that does a lot of it come from um, memory, or do you like go and look out for okay, I want to draw something like this, or mm. I want to create something like this. Let me go to that environment and get some snaps, or mm. uh, kind of. I suppose what I'm getting to is like, what do you use for your reference material? Do yeah. you go to physical environments and take your own photographs? Do oh. you is it an accumulation of different sources? So many sources. Right. I'm a hermit. I stay <laughs> in my room and I go on the internet for most of the day. Sorry. But um, yeah, a lot of the times in my own storytelling and my own artworks, all of those images are mostly things that I've seen combined with things that I'd like to see. Um, like for instance, um, for some reason, people take to my illustration of taxis. And that's because that's my main mode of transport. It frustrates me, and it also um, is efficient. It is uh, cost-effective, you know. There's a whole bunch of feelings and experience out of that. So when I draw a taxi, um, it's, it's, it's like capturing that experience, but that's a subjective experience. Now I'm trying to be more objective and trying to experience um, the way that this community lives. But I can relate a little bit because I know the township life to a certain extent. And, you know, trying to take that experience for, for them and making it specific for them is the challenge. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the way that I work, trying to capture experiences and put them into a form of art and, you know, use the colors to explain my feelings about the things. And, you know, 
I'm so happy to hear that though because um, you know you've been speaking a lot about your authentic self and I mean the fact if, if, if listeners go back and listen to the first podcast mm. so much of that came through in the first podcast and to hear that, that that's now what you're focusing your studies on yeah. um, it's going to be so exciting to see that revisited with this new kind of knowledge and, and background into it as mm. well as this input of the fine arts realm that's now also crept its way in and all of these are going to build up and come to something you know great so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that we're going to continue working with you or hope to continue yes. working with you yes. and um, good luck with the studies and oh, all you. all the upcoming work and projects that you're busy with um, you. and thank you so much for making the time to come down today yeah, um, and it's fantastic to hear all about your practice so good luck <laughs> thank you guys are really awesome for that I, I'd, I'd also like to say thank you to to Roxy and to Amay and to Jill Yala, really cool, and you, Brit. Um, you guys, um, since the first time I came here, uh, like it was a year ago, it was over a year ago, and I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going, and you were the first people to actually like notice my art and want to do something with me and do something mm-hmm. about it and help my you know career start off. So. Oh, you're so welcome. It's so nice to hear that. Um, just to give like the listeners a background of that as well, it was a very fortuitous afternoon, actually, yeah. because Z happened to, I think she was gallery hopping that day or going Literally and visiting galleries, and she came into our space with a couple of her postcards um, and her Nandipa novel and showed it to us, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, this stuff's so cool, and me and I fell in love with it, um, and yeah, it started from there. We started stocking some of the postcards in the David Crit bookstore at Arts on Main, mm-hmm. and um, decided to carry on a relationship with Z from there, and it's it's been so worthwhile, and yeah, very exciting, and you know, women support woman that's also what's what's been excited about it so um yeah thanks thanks again for all the compliments and for working with us (laughs) thank you thank you for seeing the potential in me guys yeah yeah looking forward to work in the future cool great